Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me all the way across the pond in the land of the Red Dragon is the gold standard in ghost hunting himself, the most honorable Steve Parsons. Good evening, Ron. And many congratulations on finally securing a, gullible, a publishing deal for your new book with Maureen. Well, thank you. What was the advance? What's that? What, how much was the advance? None of your bloody business. Oh, go on. Type, type, type it me in Skype chat, Skype chat now. Go on. Tell me what the advance was. Nope. Nope. Well, not, though. I don't oh. trust you. Go on. 50 bucks. 50 bucks? Is that all? I doubt it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we actually had a bid in war for the book, so there you go. Oh. As usual, people love stuff about mediums. Yeah, people love <laughs> people love bullshit, basically, don't they? Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess so. They they buy your book. That's true. Actually, they don't. That's just the thing. We have to give it away. Oh, do you, well, would you like Cal's book now? Yeah, God, it makes a great raffle prize, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we've got a great, great show Cal, today. Where's Cal's book? I'll go on, actually. I think I have one copy left. Seriously? We've given it away. So. Along with Fritchard's, uh, What yeah. is a Ghost? Those are pretty much gone, too. So. You have to stop. You have to find somebody else's books to. Uh... Well, I'll just have to wait till someone else comes over here and brings their books, and they're too heavy to go back, so they just leave them all with me, and I get to give them out as prizes. That's that was a good deal. There we are, then. Yep. So win-win situation, except for the person who brought them over. So, anyways, we've got a great show tonight. We have the teller of curious tales with us. We can't reveal his identity. Yeah, okay, fine. Because he's got his big at all. Yeah. Anyways, he's a, he's a, he's a dress-up artist like me. No, he's just got a big at all because he's bald like me. No. And like oh. you, actually, Rob. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I was getting him mixed up with Andrew Taylor. My apologies. Oh, no, no, no. They all look alike in the UK, you know? What, like Chinese people? All you people look alike. Like Chinese people? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Oh, uh, you know... British, English, Scottish, I can, I can say slash, that. Slash. I have no Chinese listeners, so I'm not offending anybody. We we're actually barred. Well, that's not I mean, exactly true because I, I know for a fact that we, we, do have, we do have China. people listen in Nepal who actually love the show. So there you go. The, Chinese, the Chinese government have blocked us, haven't they, after the controversy? No, Chinese, Chinese government owns Nepal. They invaded it, so I'm sure they just. Uh, or was that the other one? I get them all mixed up. Yeah. Anyway. So we have a good show, and we have uh, the teller of <laughs> tales. 
But we don't have a t- curious tale to go with it. So that's no, kind of... no, we thought we'd have the teller of curious tales himself because he himself is a curious character, and we need to know. We we should learn more about the teller of curious tales. What drives him? What makes him curious? And why he wants to tell tales? Because he expects to make big bucks on this, but little does he know. <laughs> Hope you're looking after the scripts. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh... We did an investigation this past weekend, which was a lot of fun. Uh, was, that the, was that the Victorian in... Um... Yeah, you saw the pictures on my Facebook page. Yeah, uh, I thought I recognized it, but the, I, I seem to recall that the back end of the place didn't it have, like, um, stables or some sort of workshop. Block. The old Victorian, is that the same one that we did? We did the red light stands there. Opposite circles. No, no, no. Oh, next no. to DP. That was the Andover Historical Society. Well, it's so, an Victorian building, you know. No, no, to... not even close. Uh, to a brick. Then there's the haunted Victorian, uh, the Pierce Mansion, which is uh, out in Gardner, which I've done several times. But so this was, is a private residence where, where people right. lived in. And so it, was, uh, it wasn't the Aldrich Mansion, then? The what? The Aldrich Mansion. I don't know. It's, I have trouble with Victorian mansions because being British, we have they're everywhere. I mean, they're on a in almost every street. You can't move for Victorian. Yeah, buildings. we do too. We have tons of them in the United States as well. It was a a very uh, you know common uh, thing for the wealthy to build a Victorian mansion. Oh no, everybody lives in them over here. Yeah, I know that. No, they don't. They live in all those thatch roof houses. I mean, as, as an American tourist, they all live with those thatch roof houses. What? Thatched houses, as that, Andrew Taylor used to live in. Thatched. Yeah, you know the ones that catch fire all the time. Yeah, as an American. Yeah, oops. As an as an American tourist once pointed out, the doorknobs on our buildings are older than your country. Yeah. So what's that got to do or anything? I mean, you can't afford to upgrade. Anyway, so how did the ghost investigation go? Because I believed you were joined. Four hour in the roof. So I believe you were joined by. Um, Members of new um, of East Bridgewater's most haunted as well in the collaborative venture. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. And was with me, who was a member of the New England Ghost Project as well. So the lead uh, investigator of East Bridgewater's most haunted was there, wasn't she? She's a member of the New England Ghost Project as well. Ooh. So the, in uh, what capacity was she there that night? As an investigator, as everyone else is. Yeah, but as was she the lead investigator for East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, or as a... No, she was a member of the project. I keep telling you that, but take the peas out of your ear and maybe you can hear. Sorry, my ears are full of thatch. Jeez, have some more freaking wine, will you? I was asking you to tell our, our two uh, listeners about the ghost investigation that you conducted on Saturday night before we move on to the Teller of Curious Tales. I was about to talk to her, but... Good, know, we'll get on with it. i on whether she was there as ghost, New England ghost project. Uh, don't uh, set the scene. Jeez. Trying to set oh, the scene. Oh, my God. Before. I don't know how you put up with him, uh, Mr. Teller of Curious Tales. Moving on. So how did the ghost investigation go on Saturday night? It was fun. It was a lot of great. I mean, we, we didn't have a, lot, a ton of time, of course, uh, because it was a, a long trip there, uh, about three hours from my house. And uh, some face, but you were up really, really late. Yeah. Because I, actually, I was actually getting up in the morning as you were going to bed. 
<laughs> and poor Leslie was later than that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a heck of a drive for Leslie. She's over an hour from me. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was good though. It was it was interesting. Jim Stoney was there, our EVP guy, and uh, also um, Leslie Biden, uh, who's a medium, and uh, Ann Carrigan and myself. So it was a, a small but uh, enthusiastic group, as we as like we say in Great Britain. It was small but beautifully marked. Oh, I like that. Yeah, okay. I'll go along with that. But, uh, you know, I, it's it's funny, but, you know, it, it's so interesting investigating when you look at the, the different things, when you, you're looking for or, or trying to understand what's going on in a location, and you get certain things that happen, and then you have things that occur, and you, you, you can't help but not make connections to them and and it's a difficult thing to keep uh sterile though uh i i think anyways i'm i'm well what you just said i mean you end up in this situation of kind of grasping for straws and fitting patterns because people so desperately want something to happen well, I, I don't think it's grasping for straws i think that's a little bit dramatic i mean no, it's a little not. dramatic I mean, one of the worst conditions that you can put a human being in is to take them on a ghost hunt because they are they're so keyed up and they will misinterpret almost every cue and trigger that takes place. The slightest noise, the slightest sound, the slightest breeze that goes past them suddenly becomes paranormal. They lose their abilities to think rationally. I know it, it's difficult, and as I said, it, it, you know, you go out, you have you have some. You, you have some circumstances that occur, and and your rational mind says, "Okay, this is just this, or this is just this." But then the coincidence, uh, or the serendipity, and the whatever you want, or synchronicity, and it looks at it and you say, "Well, this occurred when this occurred." So I know that's just that, but ooh, isn't that strange? And that's well, why I what, love doing it because it's yeah. Well, what you haven't actually told anybody yet is what happened. As far as what we found, I mean, I, I even so look at it's uh, coincidences and synchronicities, and but what happened? I mean, you know, it's so difficult. <laughs> I'm getting to the point. Uh, you know, Leslie was a medium. I, I don't tell her too much uh, where we go or anything, that, so that uh, you know, I just say it's you know, in Bedford, New Bedford, and, and for a private residence, it, it's even more. Uh, difficult for her to look up anything or to check out anything, whatever. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, she, she goes and she's nervous at the time because she, she says, what if I don't get anything? Well, I said, that's good. That means there's nothing there. You don't have to worry about it. Nothing there. You can't pick up. So, you know, don't be nervous about it. It is what it is. And that's the, the kind of the thing what you do. I mean, you, you go to these houses, even the homeowner, which is interesting. The homeowner said exactly the same thing. She says, well, I, I knew you guys were coming for some such great distances to come here and do an investigation. And, and, and yet I kept thinking, well, what if they don't find anything? And, you know, even in, in her end, she had that same nervousness about uh, finding things. So, uh it's 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 the whole thing is intriguing. It just it, it it's such a neat thing that we do. I, I just look back on it and say, okay, there's got no doubt done. that investigating is a fantastic is a, uh, a fascinating uh, subject and a fascinating thing to participate in. However, what I find fascinating is studying the actual investigators 
and their responses to the situation that they suddenly find themselves in by choice. Um, they, you know, they've gone along. They, they know full well why they are going to this place. Right. And when you look at the environment, you know, it, it, it's, it's archetypally haunted in the case of a Victorian or a so, castle yeah. in Britain. It was awesome. All of, all of the, the triggers that are in place, and it doesn't then take very much. They even start firing off one another. You know, one will startle, and that will then you, – you see it go round the group. The smallest hint or suggestion goes. And I, I've always wondered whether there's actually a PhD to be found in studying those who study the paranormal. I would think so. I really would, because you're you're absolutely right in, in what you said. There there are so many variables, and you're you're setting up certain conditions, and it's difficult. So when I always go in, I always go in for the moment, meaning I'm in there uh, as an investigator. So I, I'm basically a reporter, and I just report my experiences and what's going on, and I. That's the way I roll with it. And when you go back and analyze it afterwards, you know, you might have a different uh, view at that time. But at the time, it's my job to document and report what is going on and what is experienced. And uh, so I go with it that way. Well, that's really all we, all we can hope to do. But you still haven't told anybody what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as I mentioned, we, we, we didn't have a books here you've got them on absolute temp they're at the edge of the seat yeah i mean for, first of all i mean we have a medium so she certainly picks <laughs> up on stuff and uh we picked up on a couple spirits uh a male and a female uh and uh you know we captured a couple of evps that we really haven't totally analyzed yet we have something i don't know what it is but it's something uh as far as photographs uh we just took uh, a bunch of stills which are i posted on my facebook page which are you know nice pictures of the house so uh you know that's you know we we did uh oh we did glass swirling which is always fun i always like to leave the, the night with a good glass swirl you know it's it gets everybody excited for the ride home because you know that glass just goes around and round and round it goes and so, anyways, visibility uh, about that. So I know that that no good parascience team would ever do glass wheeling, but uh, no, we, uh, that that's that's kind of not true because um, with with parascience, what we there, there have been investigations that we've participated in where the primary witnesses have said that the events were sparked or. Um, were linked to themselves conducting mm-hmm. some form of seance, glass whirling, table tipping, Ouija mm-hmm. board. And what we've done is we've we've organised a recreation of that original event using a, as close as possible, in fact, in many cases, the original participants. Oh, cool. Uh, in some order, teams won't do that, by the way. They don't like it. it yeah. But what we were trying to say is, or determine is, well, that was the, the, the situation when they had their experiences or what they attribute to be the triggering factor for their experiences. So mm-hmm. if we get them to recreate it, we might better understand the nature of their experiences. So it's not true to say that we don't use those methods, but it's probably true to say that we don't actively... give a lot of credence to it. Well, no, we don't act. We, they're not part of our normal investigation protocol. Right, right, right. And, you know, 
I, I, I like using mediums and I like you because if we get names, that's what always intrigues me, the name part. Well, we get certain facts or certain names and then we can research them. OK, does this make any sense or is it just a bunch of bullshit, as you said earlier? So um, th that's I, I really like that. To me, that's intriguing as well. It's all part of this mystery that we're trying to solve and uh if we get stuff like that okay let's check it out and see if it works out and uh one of the problems is with modern technology the modern connected digital era that we live in yeah um the fact that we can then go away and research and find the information to corroborate what the medium says means inevitably that that information is there to be obtained anyway now that isn't to say that i'm not accusing any medium of pre- researching a location however they may inadvertently have stumbled upon upon information um you know in in the past with that they've genuinely forgotten and there have been many occasions yeah i mean i i understand that totally yeah. like if you're going to like the lizzie Borden <laughs> house here is a private residence that they absolutely knew nothing about so yeah. to, to me are, that that's a, kind of a moot point yeah, but there were certain things that were common um, to the location, and it's been it's been studied before that, for example, when you go to a castle haunting in the UK, um, you you don't find 1970s ghosts in 12th century castles. You always find 12th century ghosts because the building <laughs> itself, the building yeah. itself, although it exists to the present day, yeah. Um, the building itself is is skewing the interpretation of the experience by the witness. Mm -hmm. So right. over here in the UK, we have an awful lot of monks, phantom monks and phantom nuns, yep. which, is, which is a kind of uh, collective psyche hangover to the Reformation and the dissolution of the monasteries by Henry VIII, because that had a profound effect. We changed religion from Roman Catholicism to Protestantism, and it, it, it had a dramatic effect on the psyche that echoes, we have echoes down the centuries to this present day. In the number of phantom monks and phantom nuns, notwithstanding the fact that if you look at, and this is something that Anne pursued, Anne, Anne Winsper in Parascience pursued, is looking at the way people dress. Um, we recognize, we can place people quite accurately to the 1960s, 1970s, 1980s by the style of the dress. Oh, sure. However, from the Victorian period going backwards in time, there is very little to determine. Um, you know, uh, periods accurately by dress. And it was a the fact that somebody was wearing robes and a hood, that wasn't just monks, that was almost the entirety of the male population. But the inevitable conclusion when, you, when we see somebody in hoods and robes is that they are um, a monk. Right. So that's where we get the, the descriptions. <laughs> but the, the intriguing thing is, is, this is what I always strive for, his names. Give me a name. That's what I want. Because that's something I can look into a yeah. little bit more. And you can see the rest of the information if it's accurately associated with a particular name or, or thing. So that, to me, that's that's more thing. Other than, oh, I see a, a woman in white. Oh, I'm sure you do. I mean, who doesn't, right? So uh, it's it, it's that's what I strive. That's why, I mean, that's what I really want to no, document, okay. documenting those experiences is crucial. And there have been, um, and I think we mentioned it long ago on the show, cases where a medium, the medium that was attending the investigation with us as a guest, gave us information that made no sense at all. However, two years later, 
we were researching in the local authority archives through sealed documents that hadn't been accessed for 60 years. Um, and we knew that to be a fact because they had not, you know, there was proof that they had not been accessed. And within those, those documents was uh, basically confirmatory evidence, uh, information that supported what the medium had said two years prior. Mm-hmm. Now, he couldn't <coughs> have known that sorry. information because we didn't at the time. So he couldn't have got it from us subconsciously or by any other means. It wasn't known to the best of our ability. We've never been able to understand how he gained that information by any other, by any normal and conventional means. Yeah, so yeah, that's if, the, if that's we had intrig- I'm that, sorry, go ahead. Possible. I'm sorry, my bad. Well, go ahead. You were talking about the importance of documenting. If we right. hadn't documented what he, what Carl had said, um, two years later, we would have, it would have been lost. It would have been cast aside as a mean, well, it didn't make any sense, so we threw it away. Right. So documenting the, the, the testimony of people, be they psychic or be they, you know, a, everybody else, Right. It's crucial, absolutely crucial. And, and it, it's, it's uh, for both ends. It, you know, a medium could say, okay, you know, I picked on that. I said that. And, and then you go back and say, well, you know, we listened to it. You really didn't say that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it works both ways. The other thing, you know, is, is when you deal with, with uh, mediums uh, and you, you're doing an investigation, you do pick up information. Uh, then you wonder where the information comes from. Is it coming from a dead person, or is it coming from, for instance, the owners of the place? Do they are they privy to the information that you're getting? Uh, so that's another aspect. In other words, is it some way that we're ty- typing in, uh, tapping in psychically to one another, uh, or something else? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's so intriguing. That's why I said I love. I just love doing it. It's it's. There's a million questions. Oh, it's fascinating. It, I mean, that's why we've done it for the last you know between us for oh, decades, um, because it is fascinating. But it's fascinating on a whole hey, different. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, we, we should do like they do on uh, Facebook. You know, our team is investigating the paranormal for four hundred years. years. As an, years. as an investigator of many years standing, I often get asked questions. <laughs> but no, I mean, it is, it's, it's the endless fascination of trying to study people's experiences and trying to understand the nature of those experiences that drives us forward. Are they something that's external to us? Are we dealing with ghosts? Are we dealing with something with inside our, our you know, that we're creating? Yeah. Um, and we don't have the answers. We have, you know, a skeptic would argue, well, yes, it's all, you know, it's all a construct of our psyche. Um, we make it up. It's hallucination. It's thought transference. It's telepathy. No, it's it's no, mass no. hallucination. It's ghosts. You can't prove it or disprove it. That's the problem. No, you can't. And there is ev- there is strong evidence to support both both arguments. Absolutely. Um, Which so- you actually be hearing about something that Steve and I are working on and. Uh, yeah. Hopefully this fall you'll hear a lot more about it if if you're uh... so well I would Rob tells me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're always the last to know, aren't you? Yeah, usually. Yeah. <laughs> can you get it me by? Can you get it to me by yesterday? So uh, we are coming up to the break. I think we've got a few minutes. I, I think we oh. might as well hold off the teller until we go out to the break, I think. I, he's uh, being very mysterious tonight, actually. He's, um, yeah, really? Yeah, he's being very mysterious. He's sipping. He fell asleep in the corner? 
You know, he's being he's, he's sipping red wine and writing notes to me. Oh, I love it. Yeah, one, love of them, one of them says confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. Well, I've no idea. I've no idea. Well, he but, could, he's the one I, said, explain I, it. We can put him on and ask him. Yeah, but I also said that Ron wouldn't have any idea either, so. <laughs> Excuse me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we heard the laugh of the Teller of Curious Tales. Yeah. So there you go. Keep uh, till uh, till production tells us we've got two minutes to go. Okay, so anyways, uh, <laughs> the the investigation, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, I, through, it, you congratulate about writing a book, in which I will be writing uh, with Marvin again, and it's more what, about... Just remind me again, what, what was the advance you got? <laughs> about our investigations together, and one of the things I, I, I definitely uh, uh, have discovered and of course, I know once again you'll disagree with me, but that's great. This is all about what's happening in the fall. Is that uh, there's a correlation between EMF and uh, the uh, the contact of a medium with uh, spirit, and I've seen that in a lot of cases uh, where there's a direct correlation but the question is then where what does that mean what does there that is, really there, really is, mean? there isn't there is no correlation between yeah well that, i mean that's your opinion i i no, I, it is, opinion. It's, it's, I certainly i certainly i no, certainly it's a demonstrable but, uh, scientific fact there is no correlation between uh, there is a correlation between paranormal like experiences and electromagnetic fields but there is no correlation between the actual uh, manifestation of the paranormal and electromagnetic fields. Well, as I mentioned, this perception by paranormal groups who can't read journal articles. Yeah, yeah. As, 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 as I mentioned, and that you would disagree with me, but that, I, I definitely thing. noticed a correlation that's between that's the when a medium contacts is, is supposedly in contact with the spirit, and, and a definitely that. correlation. But absolutely, you've never studied that, of course, so you would know about it. Clearly, evidence and scientific research that's well. No, I mean, that's very simple. I mean, that you just like to, you know, this is the. You sound like uh, you know Lou Blasi when when I have him on the show, and he says, "Oh." It's got to be ultrasound. It blames everything on ultrasound. So uh, I'm sure. So I understand. I can, totally. I can back my argument with the scientific with scientific journals. No, you can't. Absolutely not, because you've never done or conducted a, 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 any, ex, any 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 experiment or study on the correlation between contact spirit and EMF. If you had done that, you would be a little bit more open-minded than you are, Mr. Parsons. I don't need to be open-minded in the face of... Of, of course you don't need to be open-minded. ...of conventionally well-understood physics. We're not There's, dealing with any mystery here. Electromagnetic fields do not are not used... So or you are telling me they're absolutely, that, they're, that the, the laws of physics cannot be altered by paranormal activity? No, I'm telling you what you said I, before. I, I'm just asking you that. Can, you can change, the laws of physics be altered by paranormal activity? You fake news. You have just changed the question. Electromagnetic fields are not linked in any way to paranormal to G, to uh, demonstrable paranormal experiences. They are linked to paranormal light. Once again, you misinterpreted my, my, my statement. Donald and, and turned it around for your own use. But luckily, the tunes are here, so we have to take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on TojiNet, Pararex, AstroNet, and maybe someplace else. We'll be right back after the following message. 
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. edition with me the gold standard in ghost hunting and sean spicer the spokesman for president donald trump and fake news joining us are now is our guest the teller. <laughs> i can't keep this up any longer the teller of curious tales good evening go on tell us something curious tell us something curious yeah. very curious indeed very curious Ooh. i've got you on the edge of your seat i can tell ron literally what can I tell you? But that there's going to be another fantastic episode next week. Episode nine. Episode nine. It's in preparation, and it's going to be curious. Have we? Are we any nearer of any where these curious tales came from? Basically, just, just basically, like sorry, just sorry, like, sorry, he's sorry, just sure. like Steve. It's, it says a lot of nothing to me. It means nothing. Yeah. How long did it take us to get you to say what happened at the investigation? <laughs> that was like uh, yes. yes, go on, tell her old yes, curious sorry. tales, oh, thank Mister. You, thank, you. thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take a bathroom break, and I'm gonna hand over the radio station. This oh, end of thank the, God, thank God, thank God, <laughs> to the teller of curious tales. Good. Thank you very much, Steve. We're, we're actually no closer to finding out uh, where these these stories actually came from. We know that they've they've come from America. Um, but as to who produced them and, and who they were originally intended for, we just don't know. Oh, there you go. But uh, you have received some emails saying that some of the information in them is wrong, which I, I found intriguing. Yeah, because we know that th there are 
there are inaccuracies in the scripts. Um, I found uh, which one was it off the top of my head? I can't remember which one it was. Um, but the, the, the Mary Celeste accuracies. The Mary, Mary Celeste, Celeste. Yes, that was the one. Um, we do know that when they actually went on board the ship, they found a lot more than what the story um, made out in the script. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that you know there, there were some glaring inaccuracies in it. Um, but you know these scripts we think were written. You know, quite a few decades ago, um, when perhaps that was what they believed happened. So let me ask you this, um, teller of curious tales. Can we correlate the dates from the topics that are involved? For instance, we, they mentioned the Mary Celeste, so that we know it occurred after the date the, the Mary Celeste disappeared. So, yeah, I mean, these were definitely <laughs> written. Um, you know, I, I would have thought 1950s onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, don't forget the, these are you know the the literacy, you know, the, the literal you know, creations. Um, you know, somebody sat down at a typewriter and typed these out, and they've used artistic license, um, uh-huh. which we know well, like that, when you watch films like U five seven one, that certain people are uh, quite capable of doing of distorting history. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Uh, uh, distorting science too, right? I agree. So you know, I mean, you know, the, the, you know, we've got to remember that they are stories, and they've embellished them, um, you know, for the sake of drama. You mean the Patriot wasn't true? Oh, uh, back. <laughs> so, like this Mel Gibson character didn't? It was, it was lonely for the bad Brits. And yeah, I mean Braveheart. Well. We no. did burn the White House yeah. down. William Wallace was about six foot. Mel Gibson's about three foot six. Yeah, but he looks big. Yeah. So, teller of curious oh, tales. The last right. teller of the last tale you talked about the torture wheel, and I, and I was curious about the torture wheel. Do, do you know? Do you have any information on it? Ah, uh, the torture wheel. That doesn't remind me of that one. That was a. A guy then in Germany, I believe the tale occurred in Germany, and he, he took uh, it was it was females, wasn't it? They came to visit them. He was pretending to be uh, like a psychic um, mm-hmm. uh, and telling them, predicting the future. Yeah, background music, person. yeah. I think we should have some music. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. And yeah, he, that one um, that appeared, you know, to be quite you know more straightforward, but again. One thing about building a wheel for Spirit Quest, I, I know how he, his mind works. He's got this I idea like, of building a torture wheel out for Spirit Quest. Yeah, I, was, on it. I, was, I, was, I was thinking of the perfect person to put on it to. <laughs> you I know, can imagine you who. You know I would always bend over backwards to accommodate. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> build the fire. But anyways, uh, so is there any order to these tales? In other words, are they, are they uh, by time, or, or do you find any pattern in, in, in the, the uh, series, how they appear? No, I'm working literally off how the scripts appear in order. Um, you know, they, they, they do, you know, it's as if there isn't a sort of a theme running through um, the actual scripts. That, you know, it's literally from one story to the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you find that the way the actual scripts are written, uh, you have episode one, but there's actually four or five stories in episode one, whereas I'm taking them one by one each week or each fortnight that they're being produced. Um, 
so that there's no actual theme as to, to running through each episode. It literally jumps around. Oh, okay. So you're saying the original, the original script, uh, episode one is is several of these tales. Yeah, yeah. It's five per episode. But oh, I'll that's interesting. Five episodes that you had were, you know, cut down in parts. Well, that would tie into a thirty-minute radio show with advertising. Yeah. And That's what I was trying to figure out. But what was the duration of the show? And oh, well, okay, that makes like, sense. With the thirty minutes duration allowing for advertising as well, so twenty-five minutes plus ads. Um, the other thing is, it's almost it, it is indubitably in North American because they they only refer to currency in dollars. Germany, mm. uh, that's not accurate. You know, even when they're referring to British British money, it's all all all. Uh, reference to prices and, mm. and currencies in dollars, so it's clearly an American uh, mm. radio script in some mm. form. Presumably broad, um, written for, uh, you know, one, uh, American radio, radio boomed in the 1950s and 1960s, well, 40s through to the 1960s, 70s, when television started to uh, shunt it to one side. You know, so many of these K stations have now disappeared. Um, and many of them had, you know, uh, in the city, in the larger cities, uh, had quite big budgets. And the paranormal was, or, or the curious tales, the tales of the unexpected, was an incredibly popular genre for broadcasting, particularly late at night. And what we're dealing with, what's clearly evident from, from the scripts themselves, which are typewritten manuscripts, fully ready for radio, you know, uh, the teller of curious tales only has to read them as they are, as they're typed and presented. You know, they're, they're complete with all of the instructions for music and how to bring the voice in and how to fade the voice out. They so so they the paper. Broadcast. I'm sorry, the paper and the uh, the type is it typed? Uh, can you tell? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they're actually typed on a typewriter. And what about the paper? Are we talking? Can you can you identify it as? Uh, are, are there any watermarks on it or anything? There's no watermarks on the paper, but the paper is definitely. I mean, we have you know, British sizes and there are American sizes. Mm -hmm. uh, so was you know we have A4, um, which I don't know what's comparable to A4 in the states. Not very big. No, um, and these are. Longer than our age Yeah, they're, they're an American size. There's an American size paper. It, they're, they're all typed, um, mm. and certainly they've got the the, the feel to them that they you know, they are quite a number of years old. And um, certainly with the spellings as well, we're yeah. dealing with American. Yeah, uh, the, 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 yeah. It's you know, if you spell color, it's C O L. -O -L. Oh, thank God, we spelled it right. Yeah, good. Well, for, wrong. Um, but you know, I mean, it, some of the stories. Um, you know, I checked out. I think the first one was on uh, a table uh, in Italy, right. which was made yep. out of human um, parts. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that, that checks out quite quite accurately. Um, yep. They had a story then uh, of the plague village in Eam, um, which is, funnily enough, just a matter of a few miles from where I live. Um, mm -hmm. And that was accurate. Um, and it might be worthwhile remembering that is one of the most haunted villages in Derbyshire, where I live. Um, but uh -huh. that... Those stories aren't even mentioned in, you know, in the script because the script is taken as it appears, you know, on the page. I haven't embellished them in any way. Mm -hmm. So inaccuracies and all, that's how it's produced. There are also references to things like the American Civil War. Yeah, um, which we should have won. 
like throw that in just to see if he's listening. Oh. Um, yeah, you have me like <laughs> double take then. Um, but there are... <laughs> that was a. Uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International. That was a. That was our sponsors. Yeah. Did the Americans win it or was it fake news? Um, I think it was the one on the away goal rule. Right. But the right. Americans wouldn't understand the away goal rule. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so we are dealing with, and somewhere I have a strong feeling um, that these were broadcast in the 40s, 50s, or 60s mm. by, you know, one of the big American radio networks, maybe even syndicated across, you know, several states. And. Perhaps somewhere in the archives, there's a mention, and I've put out several requests before, and I'll do it again now, seeing as the teller of Curious Tales is with me. If anybody listening to the podcast can shed, because we haven't changed the titles either, so it was then called the Teller of Curious Tales. Hmm. We've Googled it endlessly to try and find information. Um, But if you know when these um, radio scripts were originated from, whether they were broadcast, which station commissioned them, who authored them, who was the original teller of tales of Curious mm-hmm. Tales? We'd be, you know, we'd be delighted to know to to give them the due credit that they deserve in the twenty first century. There's one thing I will I will say that we have you know, amended slightly is that when the script opens, there is an announcer, and then there is the teller of Curious Tales. Um, yeah. But that's the only thing we've sort of had to. To change just because it, it, you know, it didn't it didn't sit right. If it was we produced, have our, we, 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 yeah. we, we didn't fit with the announcers, did it? Um, but you know, somebody's gone to the gone to the considerable effort to produce twenty five <laughs> episodes, each with four or five stories in each one. It would have taken them a considerable amount of time to put together. I, I one of the things that always um, was at the back of my mind is that perhaps you're dealing with something immediately post the War of the Worlds, because when Orson Welles broadcast the War of the Worlds, it was so controversial and caused such a furore in American radio that perhaps this this set of um, planned broadcasts was curtailed and stopped or not used because of the possibility that it might trigger something like the... I mean, I'm not saying on that scale, but... The, the whole subject matter became distasteful to radio stations, and they didn't want to go. No, near. We, we we had we had the inner section. We had other radio mm. stations. That I mean, it, they are the same like, subject matter. Twilight Zone in many cases, mm. and it, it's mm. classic, you know, American radio of the of its of its great uh, era from the late 1940s through to the beginning of the 1970s when television pushed it to one side. I mean, it could have been one of these things that was commissioned. But never saw the light of day. Hmm. So, anyways, if if you uh, recognise any of these tales over the next how many years we'll be doing them, uh, <laughs> then please let us know because <laughs> there, there are quite a few of them, and uh, so eventually they'll be available on a CD, hopefully. So uh, you can. Well, yeah, your... we're working on advanced plans now. Um, Around Thanksgiving of this year, you will be able to download the first 20 or 25 episodes of The Teller of Curious Tales via um, via iTunes or some other similar download. Um, Excellent, excellent. All right, so unless we uh, have anything else on this, we should move on and talk about something. Yeah, moving on, moving on. What did you say here? What was that? 
Nothing to see here. Move on. Okay. So, uh, anyway, I also uh, understand Teller Curious Tales that you know quite about haunted places in the in Britain as well. It has been said. I, I do collect and collate um, a lot of curious um, paranormal tales from around the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're more than welcome to visit the website where those can be discovered. And it is called greatbritishghosttour.co.uk. And it's a bit of a portal that you can go around um, Wales, England, Scotland and Ireland to discover those kind of places you might want to pay a visit Sorry, to. Did you include Scotland there? It's no longer part of the British Isles. Well, they might not be. <laughs> Very longer. Good. Bye, Scotland. Mm. Missing you already. Wow. I feel love. <laughs> Well, do you remember? Well, no. Scotland tried to extricate itself from the United Kingdom once before, and yeah. now England gets its revenge by dragging Scotland kicking and screaming out of Europe. We're not going to talk politics, anyway, Ron. How can you take seriously a country that's run by Jimmy Cranky? And you know, California's going to do that too with that, so it's all right. I thought California wasn't that. Wasn't there a disaster movie where California? Just fell off the end of. I'm what? still waiting, but it hasn't happened yet. So no, the tide came in and California fell off the kind end. Of a, kind of a waste. Of, whatever. It was one of those uh, Saturday afternoon uh, home box office things that we we watch. Yeah, the red carpets blew up, and California disappeared. There you go. So there California is, in, is is entirely only Los Angeles. Anyway. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Back to what we were talking about. Well, it actually, it's kind of related to environmental, you know, paranormal experiences and electromagnetic fields because the very... No, we were talking about haunted places in the UK. Are, I don't remember anything about environmental EMF or anything like that. We were like before. That. We were before. Well, we've moved on. You know, before we entered the break. We moved on. We did. At Sorry. least I have. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, only because you were... <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Do continue. Anyway, where were we, Ron? We were talking about our wonderful places over so, in the United Kingdom. Yes, and uh, I wonder, wait a minute, uh, for those who don't know, of course, that I am an official lord in the UK. Uh, I own title property over there, so... Uh, I, I, was that Steve? I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, so I, I've never seen my land, and, I, and I, I've always wanted to get a picture of it. So Actually, tell as far as I'm aware, it's so, such a small piece. I could maybe bring it across in a in a pail um, when I come over in the fall. You could bring my title land. That would be awesome. So almost, I think almost certainly it would fit in my suitcase. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes, yeah, yes. I'll, I'll bring you your entitlement to British land when well, I come. Well, yeah, I would like to see it. You know, you, I, you I, I want to plant my, my, your, my I want to plant my crest uh, on it. You know, so that's yard. Where is it, Ron? I don't have the I don't have the title in front of me, but I believe it's a place called like it's not Chelmsford, but it's very close to Chelmsford name. Right, uh, so it's about Essex. Well, he lives in Essex County. So. Right. Okay. We can get that for you. Yeah. Well, that would be so awesome, you know. I mean, yeah, I, we'll arrange that. You know, that I could Photoshop myself standing on it. You know. Do you know that Chelmsford, in fact, is the home of radio in in the United Kingdom? No way! Imagine that. Yeah. You might have some more of a connection than you actually realise. There you go. I've got to go over and spend two weeks with him in there. Jeez. He's already wearing a flat hat. 
He's got one of those pop, he's got one of those like you know country gentleman hats. Oh, yeah, right. he's anglophile and he drinks tea. He's got a tweed jacket. He drinks hot tea. Yeah, how'd you know I had a tweed jacket? Tea. And he uses tea bags. And a turtleneck. Yeah. And a what? <laughs> a what, sorry? We'll be right along. <laughs> Do you have servants as well? Does my wife count? <laughs> oh, playing with fire. Uh, yeah, I, I'm known yeah. to. So, anyways, that would be great if I had my own uh, picture of my own property. No, you uh, back. <laughs> it'll it'll easily fit. It's not big. Is it was it one square foot? I I, I don't even have the square footage of it. <laughs> you bought it. I know. Well, actually, it was a gift. I was gifted. All right, you were gifted it. You, you know, you know, like you knight people or people you gifted, wanted me. You gifted me a portion of hell, Illinois. I did. I did. No, and Michigan. I know exactly. I know exactly where Michigan. They, sorry, Michigan. You couldn't even get the state right. How could you know exactly anything? Well, <laughs> I know exactly that it was six square inches. There you go. My God. Anyway, Michigan. <laughs> wasn't that in Ghostbusters 2016 where that trap sent people? It's Lansing, Michigan. Yeah, it sends it sends. They're it welcome somewhere. to it. I don't know where. Perhaps it's Michigan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hell, Michigan, one square inch. I have my title for it yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the wall. It's on the wall here. <laughs> yeah. And it just freaks over. It is my mine is section 32 of Midtown Hell North Patterson Lake Road running northeast of Hell Creek and continuing 95.43 feet on the south side of Hell Creek Lake, commonly known as Hell's Outlet, where all hell breaks loose, (laughs) continuing 2.62.34 feet into Hell Creek Lake, a real lakefront property from Hell. Oh, there you go. I got lakefront property. I'm three blocks away. Uh, Probably. What name is then? Um, actually, I can't read the certificate from here, if I'm honest. Oh, that's too bad. And we're in, we're in broadcast mode lighting down here in the United Kingdom. Yeah, excellent. Uh, so that's, that was all intriguing, and I can't remember what the heck we were supposed Oh, yeah, you can check out my, my vast estate. <coughs> then we're going to bring you your, your piece of land. I will, I, will send, uh, I will send you the details, old teller of Curious Tales. And, yeah, uh, I think you should have a proper ceremony when it gets brought over. But the picture? I think you should no, have not the picture. picture. Not the picture. We'll, we'll bring you the one square foot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you can't do that. I don't want to disturb the environment. That's, that's for, you know, you could get arrested for poaching. Oh, we can chuck it into Boston Harbor. And just... It'll be fine. Yeah, fine. So, uh... Hey, I... actually, can I just interrupt? Can we, can we do a, a harbor tour this year? <laughs> a what? A harbor tour. I missed the harbor tour from the first year when we did Ports from Harbor. Can't even say it right. Never mind. Harbatol. Harbatol. Portsmouth. That was a troubadour. I don't know. Can we do a harbor tour this year? A harbor tour. Yeah. A, har- a tour of a harbor. There you go. Uh, no. So I'm moving right along. Fair enough. Just thought I'd ask. Yeah. So moving right along. Uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. Important, important news flash, news flash, breaking news. The teller of Curious Tales and myself experienced a cryptozoological moment 24 hours ago. Mm. The Where I live in West Wales, the Clevi River, which is an ancient river going way, way back to 
time before history has had many many reports of sea monsters yes and myself and uh, these are well documented and myself and the teller of curious tales were imbibing in some liquid refreshment last evening Jeez. on the banks of the Clenai river when our attention was drawn to a creature swimming strongly against the incoming tide Ooh. and then it dove out of sight of course you took a picture of it no, no. the camera phone was at the car the phone was in the car of course, it could have just been a beaver. Yeah, otter. Is that what they it call ought it? To, it ought to be a beaver. Nice beaver. Was the Stephen said he hadn't seen a beaver in ages? I'm sure he hasn't. <laughs> we do have a resident population of otters and seal, but it was neither of those because it it had pointy ears and, it, and big know, teeth and big snarly. Oh no, wait, wait! You actually could see it now. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was real. Yeah. Wait, because, how how long was it? Well, what was it? four foot? <laughs> four foot. <laughs> what was it? I mean, what immediately drew our attention to it? The fact that it was going against a very strong incoming tide. But what spoiled it for is it was about four foot long. Mm. If I'm honest, it was an otter. Yeah. But nonetheless, could have been a baby sea serpent. Could have been. Thought of that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interject, but that was yeah. important. That was important. You did tell me we needed to mention. Yeah. That. Particularly uh, as Twitch Spirit Quest 2018 is yeah. like to be cryptozoological. And I also need to say as well that talking of important, Ron, you know how Steve um, is really good at physics. He is. Oh yeah. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, yeah. Uh. Have you ever seen him trying to unroll a piece of cling film? That's sarin wrap. So what do they call sarin, it? Over there? Sarin, sarin yeah. Wrap, yeah. We ended yeah, up with yeah. nine yards of sarin wrap rope this evening. Ah, oh, good. good. Yeah, and then the whole lot went in the bin. Yeah, <laughs> and we got it, must have bought it from China. And we, and we, got, <laughs> we got the aluminum foil out instead. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, aluminium foil. Yeah, see it right. Aluminum, aluminum, aluminium. Yeah. Oh God, I've got to teach you English when you get old. <laughs> sorry, it's called English for a reason. <laughs> old English for a reason. That's what that is. Old. But it was interesting to watch Steve fighting with a roll of this stuff. Sarah, uh -huh. Yeah. Could, could be parallel, I don't know. But anyways, moving right along. There was some certainly some unholy language was was nearly nearly going on. There was nearly an out-of-body <laughs> experience as well. So you raised the dead. That's good. Uh, yeah. My wife's uh, that for years. So, I mean, in compiling all these stories about the UK, can I say UK or am I getting that wrong? Yeah, that's fine. At the moment, you can. <laughs> As of tomorrow, we're on our way. All right, wait a minute. All right, here we go. Let's let's yeah. get this perfectly straight now, because Saint Jan has always asked me about it and and had her what she believes, and a lot of people thought they were. What? Tell us what the difference is between England, the UK, Britain, and whatever. Oh, there's the time. No, we've got two minutes. Right. England is a one of four countries that make up Great Britain. Or the United Kingdom. No, the United Kingdom is um, only uh, Great Britain encompasses England, Ireland, Scotland, Northern, Wales yeah. and Northern Ireland. The United Kingdom does not incorporate Northern Ireland. Ah. It's Great Britain and Northern Ireland, but the United, so, so the United Kingdom, Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So the United Kingdom is uh, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Great Britain is England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. So basically, if you can't grasp it, well, if we can't grasp it, there's no hope for you. Mm -hmm. 
But, so it, people but say then you have Britain, Dial of Man, the Channel Islands. Yes. Uh, so when they say Britain, they're saying Great Britain, Carmelie. It's, it's, yeah. it's interchangeable. Nearly. Um, it's Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Yeah. Northern Ireland forms part of the United Kingdom. It's like, don't ever call the Welsh English, because that's like saying that Americans are Canadians and, don't and so call, on. And don't no. call the English Brits. No. Why? It's because we're not. No. Yeah, you are. You're part no. of uh, uh, England. Yeah, but whenever I speak to Americans, it's always Scotland, Wales, Ireland, and Brit. Because no, they no, think no, England no, is Brit. No, no. England Brits, Brits, as you just made it perfectly clear, is Wales is all of Scotland. Absolutely. If you come from However, one of the three countries, you are a Brit. Absolutely. However, the vast majority of North America believe that it's Ireland. You're speaking for the vast majority of North Americans now? Yeah. Because How humble of you. I've met them all. How humble of you. They're all on my Facebook page. Yeah, I'm sure they are. And they think that England is British, Britain. It's not. It's part of Britain. Uh-huh. It's also part uh-huh. of the Kingdom. Yeah. The biggest bit. Well, take Scotland out. Yeah. As a historian of many years, I can say people often ask me, uh, Ron, as a historian of many years, uh, oh, we got to go. Damn. I love to hear the story. Anyways, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles International with that uh, Steve Parsons and uh, a good teller of curious tales and Ron Kolick, and we'll see you next week with a new, a new tale of curiosity. You didn't hear that. We've gone. Now we go. Fine. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.